0: Hi, and welcome to Azure for the Win, the mostly Azure focused cloud podcast brought to you by Blue Silver Shift. Where we like to sit back on a Friday, relax, grab a drink, and talk some cloud. All right, hello, welcome to the yet to be named Azure podcast with Blue Silver Shift. Uh, we have your host moderator here, Mark Wilson, and I have my Colleagues and the founders of the organization, I have Craig Slack. Hello. And I have John Dawson. Hello. Uh, so why don't we do just a little bit of an intro. Uh, Craig, why don't you tell us just a little bit about
1: yourself and what you do around here at ESS? Sure. I'm a managing partner for Blue Silver Shift. Uh, we're an Azure specialist consulting firm focusing uh, on uh, Microsoft Azure. We do a bit of Office 365. Myself, I've been in the IT industry for over 20 years uh, in Western Canada. Awesome, John? John Dobson. I've been an uh, architect for a while and
2: I'm Craig's business partner in Blue Shift, and uh, I'm ready to get going here.
0: Alright, and again, uh, I am Mark, I'm uh, an account executive at BSS, I've only been around for a little while, but I'm going to try to keep these guys in line as we do this podcast. We'll see how, how interesting it gets. It's going to be a challenge. It's going to be a challenge. So, you know, the purpose of the podcast, you know, we're really just one to spread awareness on Microsoft Azure's cloud offering. Um, as well as be able to share our expertise and, uh, to people that are interested across the industry and on other verticals as well. You know, as far as you know, what you can expect in a little bit about our style, you know, we want to keep this light, uh, interesting. You know, we may fight with each other, we may uh, you know, fight with outside opinions, but for the most part, we're just trying to get good ideas out there um, and uh, be able to put them uh, in front of people that may not be aware of them. So again, trying to keep it pretty light. Um, some examples we might cover in the future, you know, some some technical topics, you know, we're, we're pretty passionate about things like cloud governance, uh, and, and there's definitely going to be some technical aspects of the, of the podcast, but then we might cover some other, um, you know, lighter, maybe even a bit more controversial topics, things like, you know, is the cloud going to get you fired if you're an IT professional, and how can you uh, either avoid that pitfall or learn from it and, and grow from that as well. So, um, lots of cool stuff coming up in the future. Before we get started, uh, it's the end of the day on Friday, so let's let's pour ourselves a drink. So, uh, Craig, what are, why don't you start, what have we got going here for you and I?
1: For sure, well, um, you decided you wanted to join me in a scotch, so I appreciate that because I am a scotch man. Uh, today we've got uh, a lowly here, you know, just intro into it, but a Glenn Farkless, 12-year-old. Um, so it's a very uh, mellow... Mm-hmm. Uh, scotch from the space area and uh, in, um, in the highlands, and I'm going to turn it over to John to talk about what he's drinking or uh, you yeah. know or not. No. What, do got, what do you got, I just
2: have a rye coat. <laughs> <laughs> is that going to be a theme? <laughs> it's a Canadian
1: uh, drink. Yes. <laughs> well, cheers, guys. Cheers. Yes, Let's cheers.
0: cheers.
2: cheers. Oh,
1: yeah, Let's. go the, for Sorry, sorry, sorry for your nice mirrors, noise. everybody. Um, <laughs>
0: All right, so the first topic we're going to have for this week's podcast, uh, just as an introduction, we're going to be talking about the differences between Microsoft Azure, AWS, and GCP, Google Cl- Google Cloud Platform. Um, so on that note, I'll let you guys take it away. Why don't we start with Craig?
1: Sure. Well, as we mentioned from the beginning, we're obviously on the Azure side of things, but uh, we, we are well versed on everything else that's going on in the cloud. We try to keep up on both the AWS and GCP, uh, uh, new things that are coming on to the on the stream. Um, and really what, why we want to start with this topic is because it's one of the very first questions that we get asked by customers. So we get into an engagement, customer knows from, you know, they can see on our website we're Azure focused, So they assume that we're going to be biased towards Azure. And they might ask us why. Well, they might even say that we're we're going to AWS or we're going GCP. Um, you know, why should we talk to you guys? And we come in with an unbiased view in terms of showing let the numbers speak for themselves. So we've done for multiple customers uh, economic assessments of what it would cost to uh, move their workloads to AWS, GCP, or Azure, and let the customer make the decision. And in every single scenario that we've done that for, if the customer is running a Microsoft Stack application or uh, Windows, whether it's Windows or .NET or SQL Server or SQL Databases, what have you, if it's a Microsoft Stack application because of the licensing, um, it's going to be cheaper hands down on Azure. And there's many reasons for that, which we can get into later. Uh, but you know that is that the numbers don't lie, and there's a lot of um, you know FUD out there, fear, uncertainty, and doubt around what what it costs to run on cloud or on, on Amazon or or Azure versus Google. If you just go to the pricing calculators right off the bat, um, compare Azure, AWS, and GCP, GCP looks cheaper. And I get told that all the time. We we get told, no, it's going to be cheaper to run on GCP, so that's why we're going that way. And we get them to show us, well, how do you come to that conclusion? And it's because with Google, they bake in discounts, right? Based on how long you run your your, uh, compute. If we're talking compute, only, there's lots of other facets of the public cloud. But if we talk compute, the the pricing for uh, GCP gets reduced. So if you have a, a, a compute machine running 24-7, you're going to get the maximum discount. Whereas if you turn it off every night and you're only you know, running it one third of the time, um, maybe you get no discount. Like I don't know the exact numbers, but the the discounts are baked in. So you, you compare that to the pricing calculator in Azure and AWS, which are very similar. They um, those are, To get those same discounts, you actually have to pre-buy what's called a reserved instance. So it's not an apples to apples comparison. That's the one thing that, um, you know. I'll kind of stop there and let John talk, that we actually see is the misinformation that's out there and the uh, misunderstanding of how to interpret all this information and that's what I think we can bring as, as a partner mm-hmm. and a trusted advisor to our customers um, is kind of getting, cutting through all of that FUD and getting to the real message and what's what's gonna be the real value for you as a customer. Yeah. <coughs> you no. know,
0: someone new to this space, I'll say those pricing calculators seem a little bit tricky, um, for sure. So having expertise is very helpful. I want to say before I throw it over to John, I learned something new today, and that is FUD. Um, <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> fear, what is it? Fear, uncertainty, and doubt. Yes.
2: We're yeah, kind of <laughs> going to pull that one out in the future. Sorry, John. Um, uh, anyhow, uh, great points, uh, Craig. All around. Uh, I think it's different strokes for different folks as well. Um, Amazon is um, was was there first in the cloud as a as a tenable uh, cloud public cloud platform, and um, they're the giant that's out there. And I was surprised to actually see Microsoft catch up. So their CEO energized the company to actually allow them to catch up. And in a lot of ways, they're superseding both in the technology and in the footprint. Amazon is right. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, Actually, I'm just going to play off of that, sorry, just before you change topic, because I was speaking to somebody just yesterday, one of our uh, software partners, that they said just in the last nine months, prior to nine months ago, they were seeing um, about 50% of the deals, or sorry, 80% of the deals are going to AWS, Mm -hmm. and 20% were going to between Azure and uh, GCP, maybe mostly Azure. Now, what they're seeing is 50% of the customers are going on Azure, Mm -hmm. 40% or 30 to 40% are AWS and then the other is GCP and this is the Canadian market US is much different but it's that's nine months that's a significant change in a short period of time right
2: and I think it's got to do with the adoption curve and in particular the size of the enterprises in the adoption curve and the reasons they want to go for that so let's start with Amazon they're first to the market they are awesome. Their sweet spot is for startups and people with no legacy. If you are an enterprise and you've moved into Amazon, what happens is, is, is uh, you still have to pay for the operating system licensing. There's no capability to actually buy the operating system licensing within the VM, etc. But most importantly, you won't get um, deals like SQL, etc. On, on the licensing. Um, but Amazon was first and they they're there to the market. Um, in my opinion, uh, Microsoft has got some compelling advantages for corporate America. That's not startups with no legacy. It's corporate America that's got lots of legacy. Number one is is that they've got Active Directory, and Active Directory is sold, I say, as a SaaS service within, which is a software as a service, worldwide, regionally independent. solution that integrates with your Office 365 tenant as well as your on-premises Active Directory that you know and love that has been going through everything or or has been providing the security authentication framework for years. That's number one. Number two is uh, Microsoft has um, Office, meaning that Microsoft owns the Office platform and Office 365. Uh, Corporate America again is addicted to that. And they don't have on premises exchange servers. All their mail's in there, in yeah. Office three hundred and sixty five. They also have uh, software licensing that's all integrated throughout it. So the integration there is with Azure is already compelling. Um, on top of that, they have Microsoft also has SQL Server, and SQL Server licensing. Uh, we've read certain things recently. Craig, uh, correct me where I'm wrong here. That. SQL Server is uh, five times more expensive to run in Amazon, mm-hmm. in IaaS, or the PaaS equivalent yeah. um, in, in Amazon than it is in Microsoft. And it's because Microsoft owns the platform. So if you've, you're integrating an app that's from a on-premises uh, and, you, and you don't want to go lift and shift IaaS with that SQL, what you can do is actually just go into, like Microsoft becomes a much more compelling um, argument because you can buy that SQL in, in, in little increments. Uh, the other thing is is the enterprise licensing. So Microsoft has um, uh, enterprise licensing, and they can cut deals. What is the on premises uh, a hub? Well, the Azure hybrid use benefit? Being. Yeah. Yes. So they've got that. to uh, we'll talk about that. Back, I'll
1: explain it briefly. It's for in quick summary. If you own an operating system license or SQL Server license on prem, um, and you've paid software assurance on that, you can actually carry that forward to the cloud. Um, We've actually spoken to some customers that are under the misconception that if they're paying software assurance on it They can carry it to AWS or GCP That is actually incorrect and if you talk to Microsoft, they'll tell you that you're Invalidating your Microsoft license by doing that. So it's it's only under Microsoft that that applies Um, But having said that those same customers that make that mistake of thinking that they can carry their software assurance license to uh, AWS or GCP what they don't realize is they're paying for that license a second time what, because it's built into the per second or per hour, the, the compute costs. So on AWS and GCP because they have to pay Microsoft. Yes.
2: Is they, that something that would be shown to the, to, the, to the end user to the customer? Not easily, no, Not easily. These systems are so confusing now and for a customer to untangle the technology and then to go and untangle the licensing, oftentimes it's cheaper to pay double. Or you don't know you're paying double or you don't know you're paying double which is even worse
1: Hmm. so
2: um on that thread though um uh microsoft also is now the largest open source uh vendor in the world so you can run linux vms you can run a lot of different open source technologies to do clusters etc inside of microsoft azure and it used to be just only in amazon that you were doing that Microsoft also has a, a unique policy governance framework that is extensible, and it's, and it's actually something that's growing. Like uh, they're throwing lots of updates into it. And when I say it's extensible, meaning that you can configure it in multiple ways for multiple needs. So if you're a customer and you need different subscriptions, you can actually carve out your subscriptions and, and adhere them all with the same policy. One policy to rule them all, they say. And uh, within that policy you would have common elements and then you would have everything else underneath. And you're also able to, to further bind that with not just management groups but to uh, exclude certain resource groups where it comes out of the exception. So, um, Microsoft is mm-hmm. also <clears throat> out in front with um, the number of feature updates and the cadence of the releases of those updates is greater than what I've seen from Amazon or Google. Mm-hmm. And it just means that there's this development machine that's listening from user voice. It's a platform on Microsoft, and it's listening to customers, and they're putting that data back in to the customers. They're, they're eating their own dog food, essentially, of, of what they want you to do for your deployments to get your cloud enablement. And all these feature updates are coming out all the time. So I'm just surprised you know, to see 60 updates in a
1: quarter the pace Otherwise, has it's been incredible. incredible, and I think you know there's a lot of stuff in the media about crediting Satya Nadella, about mm-hmm. changing the entire Microsoft culture, mm-hmm. and in a very short period of time, uh, and it's it's evident. So John and I, many of our listeners wouldn't know this, we had a, a previous company before Blue Silver Shift. Uh, started it in 2010, uh, building a, building a software uh, a software as a service SaaS solution um, and we, we were looking at, in 2010, cloud was still relatively new, um, but we knew we didn't want to buy a server, put it in a rack mm-hmm. and host it somewhere, so we started looking at, um, at the time, between AWS and Azure, and mm-hmm. AWS, of course, created this public cloud market, uh, or at least the whole concept behind it, and, uh, but we evaluated, between AWS and Azure, which platform we wanted to load on. We were developing a win- in Microsoft. There was going to be mm-hmm. Windows VMs. We knew it was going to be Microsoft stack, but Azure, it was just not going to work for us. We couldn't mm-hmm. couldn't make it. Well, we could make could have made it work, but it just would have been you know either cost prohibitive or painful technically or other. There was a whole bunch whole slew of reasons, and so we we made the decision to go AWS. And I, interestingly, about three years later, I had the same sort of opportunity with a client to. Evaluate what platform they were. They had an on-premises application, monolithic application, and they wanted. They were moving it to the cloud, and they had to evaluate. And I ran that evaluation. We looked at AWS and Azure very closely. And admittedly, Azure had made some inroads and gains on what um, AWS had done technically. From a technical standpoint, they had changed the whole um uh, environment i think the underlying azure stack at that point was was rewritten mm-hmm. um, but still it was lagging in a certain number of areas you know the network stack or uh, you know all the firewall everything it just wasn't there mm-hmm. but you know in the last the 3 years 3 or 4 years mm-hmm. totally different platform completely different azure is is enterprise grade it's it's yeah. it's in our opinion the the enterprise it's one of the most platform. robust
2: public of cloud offerings <clears throat> out there
1: for, yeah.
0: so with all, all the advancements that we're seeing and you're talking about the, the velocity being so impressive where do we see the differences between the platforms in five years from now how do you see those trajectories veering off from each other and if you could take a guess what do you think is going to be the main difference between the three different offerings in five years time
1: that's a very good question. Yeah, that's a very good question. Um, I
2: think more and more people are dropping off Amazon for those reasons that we've been talking about, where they'll get the licensing advantages and they'll get some more of the management features uh, in, in uh, uh, Azure, but um, Azure is going to continue still throwing up the uh, data centers, but Amazon's its own worst enemy. With its success. Meaning that Walmart, I think, was the first major retailer that had all their stuff in Amazon that said, hey, I'm, we're going to take it out of there and move it over because they don't want to empower their competitor by giving them money.
1: And yeah, because Amazon bought a whole thing. Uh, yeah, so, yeah, which is brick and mortar. So, and, and that's happening in a lot of retail. We have a number of retail customers of retail. that are like, we can't go on AWS for Clear. that reason because they are in debt. Yeah. Not only because of Whole Foods, but also yeah. because Amazon is, is it displacing a lot of brick-and-mortar retailers. Or so they're
0: refusing to go on Amazon because they just see it as basically feeding their competition. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: Whereas Microsoft is far more agnostic within that um, space, so yeah. except against maybe other people that compete against Microsoft, therefore you go to Amazon Amazon.
1: So it's a good question around where do we see it in five years? I mean, five years is, is a lifetime in the cloud. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, if,
2: again, to go back to one of the, a slide
1: that I recently saw from Microsoft
2: is that 95% of on-premises <laughs> servers will be in a public cloud. So only 5% will ma- remain behind, whether that's a, a print server or, or some type of um, uh, SCADA system, et cetera, or a historian. Everything else is going to be in uh, Azure. So you're going to see Microsoft, like their stock, like their earnings, increasing even more in five years. And so they'll have
0: Microsoft. Uh, Sorry, disregard sure. that comment. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I didn't finish the yeah. thought. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Future performance is that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so you're going
2: to see them rise up and actually do something uh, pretty important overall uh, with what they're doing. You're just going to see a mass movement over to it. But the, the cloud brings uh, a couple of, of advantages. One is time to market, and another one is um, the ability to um, uh, empower developers to quickly solve business problems, and in, and that was really prohibitive before. So when you see the the more business problems you see developers solving, the more disruption you'll see, and the more competitive, more competition between competitors actually happening. So. That's where the cloud's gonna be in five years. Yeah,
1: so public cloud is really, from an infrastructure perspective, is, is a commodity. So it's a race to the bottom. The, the company that, like, whether it's Amazon, Microsoft, Google, the company that can uh, serve up that infrastructure for the lowest marginal cost is gonna win, or they'll be able to sell it, sell it for the, the lowest yeah, cost. Yeah,
2: and develop the most features while the cost is being driven down. Right will attract more people. And, and Amazon's not developing enough features in comparison to Azure.
1: Not at the same pace. Definitely but not. Where I think both Amazon and Google Cloud Platform have a, a strong presence is in open source uh, companies that are heavily using open source. Um, there's definitely some great uh, advances in machine learning on um, Google in particular. Um and so there, there's going to be these niche offerings that I think both AWS mm-hmm. and GCP are going to shine in. And there's nothing precluding you from choosing a best of breed public cloud for the different applications. So, mm-hmm. Except for one point, mm-hmm. and
2: that's egress. All of them charge on egress traffic, so traffic coming out of the cloud. Yeah, that's Because great. we get asked that a lot of times with customers. We have a multi-cloud strategy, which is kind yeah. of... Um, uh, it, it, it's got diminishing returns, but... Yeah,
1: there's lots of factors to consider, but it, my where I was going was... I think the open-source side of things is where AWS and GCP are strong today and will continue to be strong, where they're going to see their... Um, Presence eroded is in the Microsoft Windows, whether whether it be, you know, hosting Windows VMs or platform as a service, uh, web servers. Um, but yeah, I mean, Microsoft is, as John said, the biggest open source. Um, Provider partly yeah, because vendor. they bought GitHub, yeah. but um, they still it doesn't matter. I, Numbers, a number. number. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> everybody has a spin on it, but. but but they're viewed to be anti-open source or anti. But they've changed that. Correct, they're, absolutely. They're com- Correct. contributing a lot to the open okay. source community. You know, they're they're opening yeah. stuff up. As are AWS and Google, for that matter. Like, Kubernetes yeah. wouldn't exist if it wasn't for Google. Correct. We'll okay. That up. Yeah. So when you see
0: this competition in action and and you and you're kind of thinking okay well where where does the competition go let me get to the question i'm trying to ask so what i want to know is between these different cloud offerings is this like a is this like a highlander situation is this like there can only be one? No, you know. Like, no. So we're we, they keep each other honest. Yes. Okay. So we're so so it's it's, it's one announces a price reduction, the yeah. other one comes in. Yeah. True capital, cloud capitalism, a free market in action. Right. So so we're not going to see a case where there's going to be, you know, one one cloud provider that's going to rule them all in ten years, fifteen
2: years. It's no. Okay. No, because that would be one company doing everyone. So Microsoft is owned by, he's a public company, uh, let's call it, it, it's got majority ownership of Bill Gates as an example, even though know, I don't know if he's actually the owner. Jeff Bezos <laughs> is the owner of Amazon, meaning he's got majority within the <coughs> public company. Those two guys are not in competition. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just two public services that are out there. Amazon Web Services was created for the retail business, because the retail business couldn't find mm-hmm. someone to do everything they needed to do within there, and then they perfected the offering with it mm-hmm. and made it tenantable yeah. Okay, well,
0: it's so, good to know that. I mean, I'm learning something there for sure. On that note, we're going to wrap this up with one last question. Now, this is a bonus question, and I kind of had it in mind earlier, but I think, John, you so much just inspired it. You said that Bill Gates and Jeff Bezos are non competition Let's say that they were. So, my bonus question <laughs> for today... Um, Jeff, Be- Jeff Bezos, Bill Gates, Larry Page... All dropped on an island... Wearing nothing but a loincloth... <laughs> Battle to the death... Who comes on a top? I don't, I don't know what my opinion is... No, no, uh, nothing but their wits... At least this isn't
1: the F. Aunt Mary Kill uh, question... No, lot, okay, no yeah. it is not. <laughs> <It> <laughs> <lot of that. laughs>
0: I don't know if you can really answer that one. So, Page, Gates, Bezos... Dropped on an island, 24 hours, however long, it's battle royale, who comes up, who's a little
2: survivor
1: at
0: the end?
2: I don't know. Do you have a clue on that? I would say, okay, well, well, Gates has got be- Bezos,
1: is, well Bezos is maybe on the younger side, he's got a little more energy, he's, he's, he's pretty fit, he very fit, yeah. I you see know. the be- before and after picture, him becoming
0: here Yeah. Remember, yeah. yeah. Mm. Larry
1: Page, I think he's uh, high on the hog. He's been there for a long time, so yeah. I think he's. So Bill Gates would, would probably take out Larry between Bill, Bill, and Jeff. <laughs> yeah, and then, uh, but Jeff would be left standing. But just remember, the, the pen is mightier
0: than the sword. Right. Yeah, I can see so. Bill Gates setting setting up all kinds yeah. of crazy traps, whereas <laughs> Jeff Bezos is just tearing his shirt off, <clears throat> smearing himself. The that bed. would be in
2: the most watched Survivor episode if you ever. Uh, New reality
1: show idea. So I just will say one thing we didn't, we kind of wrapped up before we had a chance to talk even about the next level, which is platform as a service. We've talked a lot about um, infrastructure as a service. So I'd like to put my vote in for a, an upcoming episode very quickly after this that we talk about PaaS. Because I think that, in my opinion, that's a huge differentiator for these cloud platforms going forward. Uh, between AWS, GCP, and, and Azure, they're all buying for different um, aspects of what PaaS uh, mm-hmm. and SaaS offerings they can mm-hmm. provide uh, and that's where the real value of the public mm-hmm. cloud comes mm-hmm. in is, is in the PaaS and SaaS. IaaS, that's table stakes, that's no different than ho- hosting in a mm-hmm. colo. So okay. let's elevate ourselves and, and let's identify where where we can take advantage of those um, PaaS and SaaS offerings. So sorry to Oh, that but. good
0: comment to bring us back on topic I, uh, <laughs> I, I need some moderation myself for sure <laughs> um, well uh, Craig John I thank you both for your time this yeah. Friday let's let's uh, enjoy the rest of our, of our evening everyone listening thank you for taking the time um, to uh, join, in on, join in on the yet to be named Azure podcast with uh, the Blue Silver
1: Shift crew and we'll see you all next Friday and cheers to our inaugural kickoff yes. cheers, cheers.
0: Far, Glenn Farqu what is this? Glenn Farkless? I should probably say it. Glenn Farkas. <laughs> <Glenn> okay. <Barton>. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how close I need to be to the mic as well. Um